baby. Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Bros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my good friend and self-proclaimed golf sicko, Mr. Jonathan Teal. JT, how we doing this evening, bud? Keith, doing well. Uh, maybe slightly discombobulated after a weekend uh, where I got to spend lots of quality time with the kiddos down at YMCA Camp Classen. Absolutely elite weather uh great activities fun time but you know two nights on a plywood bunk bed you know a little worse for the wear but uh overall man uh, i finally realized it was a major week and so that kind of got me perked up uh, once i uh, got my got the cobwebs cut loose so feeling feeling good on this late monday evening yeah the uh we don't bounce back the way we used to. I think that that's probably fair. I've got I've got the tens unit on my right hamstring right now, so I, I think I think I pulled a hammy like I overdid it this weekend swinging, hammy, swinging yeah. the clubs at the at the driving range. I, I didn't know that was possible. I uh, did not know it was possible either. That's something I uh, I guess I have to look forward to as well. Um, but you know, all in all, you know, feeling feeling good, feeling perky. So that's important. I think uh, this other, is other I, than that, Miss Lincoln. That was the player. Huh? We're uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it was great. Uh, I think you know, we're recording this past my bedtime, so that that uh, also is, yeah. is interesting. Two uh, weeks dynamic. in a row that we pulled a late nighter. Oh man, you know, I do it for the folks. I know it's a labor of love, uh, but happy to happy to be here. And we, man, uh, I texted you saying yeah, I probably had a lot to talk about, and you were like, eh, "No, wait till you see the outline." So yeah, we got to get going because we got a lot to talk about, pretty much at every level of golf and so where would you like well i know where you want to take us first you got to take us to our folks up on memorial uh none other than chalk sports bar absolutely my friend so we will start with our sponsor in good friends chalk sports bar right 1324 west memorial road uh there in chisholm creek plaza you can follow ben chad and the entire chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. And you and I, my friend, will be out there Wednesday lunchtime, right? So for a little live mm-hmm. remote slash PGA championship fantasy draft. And, uh, and we'll also be drawing golfers to give away for the uh, uh, PGA championship pick right? And it's a pretty sweet golf bag. That, that's the prize giveaway this week. It's a, it's a great, week, right? yeah, great ben, ben looking golf bag. Yeah. Uh, nice little stand bag with the Mick Ultra. Uh, logoing there on the side. Really classy look. Yes, we are going to be there. Get yourself to lunch on Wednesday. Come hang out with us. We'll obviously have our live kind of in-person golf draft. We'll be recording a podcast. Usually I, a rowdy bunch, too. It, a lunch. rowdy It'll bunch. Time, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll have a good time, I promise you. Uh, and then on top of that, as everybody knows by now, the food, absolutely on point. If you can take the rest of the uh, the afternoon off, maybe have a couple cold pops. If not, you know, the, uh, the, the beverages will always treat you well. Uh, we're excited to get out, man. This is our first time out, out in the wild uh, since, since the Masters in terms of uh, 
previewing a um, PGA Tour level event. So, yeah, we're excited about Wednesday. That's right. We've missed them. They've missed us. And, again, special thanks to our friends at Michelob Ultra uh, for sponsoring a sweet stand bag as well. But uh, always the favorite, that is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Again, come see us Wednesday at lunch. But, JTL, uh, you, you mentioned it. We've got a lot to talk about, right? We're, we're going to be bouncing around levels here, but I think – Given the timeliness of where we're at here recording this on Monday night, we've got to start with what transpired at the NCAA Golf Regionals today, right? So expectations are that OU and Oklahoma State will both cruise out to Greyhawk and Scottsdale in a couple weeks' time. Uh, Maybe that's not the case. Now, we'll start with Oklahoma State. Let's move up the road. Karsten Creek, they played 36 holes today, Jay Till, uh, with the anticipation that tomorrow might be a washout, right? So we're kind of looking at the weather forecast here for the state of Oklahoma. Obviously had a lot of rain overnight. The expectation is that we'll get a lot of rain overnight here Monday into Tuesday morning. Don't know what the course is going to look like on Tuesday, although you know, Karsten's one of the premier golf courses in the country, uh, so I would imagine that it will drain well. But Oklahoma State gets off to a good start, uh, Jay Till, after 36 holes really in one good day. Start. Yeah, yeah, 17 under. They're two strokes ahead of Illinois at 15 under, two strokes behind, or two strokes ahead, Clear. I guess. Clear. Yeah, yeah, Illinois is two strokes behind. And then SMU at six under. So a good day for the Pokes. You would imagine that whether that last 18 comes tomorrow or whether it ends up getting pushed back to Wednesday or kind of how this is all going to kind of play yeah, out. Yeah, you just need to get 18 holes they in should, over, over two days. Yeah, they should progress given what transpired today, right? Yeah, they should. And uh, being at 17 under, not only are they too clear of second place, but the important thing is they are uh, 21 strokes clear of six. They got to finish fifth or better Top to five, advance yeah to the NCAA championships out at Greyhawk Golf Club in Scottsdale. They look to be uh, absolute locks uh, to do that. There's, uh, I would say, zero chance that they will not finish in that top five. And uh, unsurprisingly, O-State buoyed by Bo Jin. He is the uh, top Oklahoma State uh, golfer in terms of individual play. Uh, followed up a rough 74 in round one with a sterling 65, seven under par uh, this afternoon, so uh, Bo Jen continues his stellar play as a as a redshirt freshman, uh, leading the squad. Uh, Eugenio uh, playing well all spring as well, three under par. Ekro at three under par, and so uh, they have three guys that are in the uh, the top ten on the leaderboard. So no surprise they are leading the golf tournament. Obviously, very comfortable uh, for them. At Karsten had a man on the ground today out at Karsten. Our man Jay Hop was uh, actually a walking scorer. I believe he didn't obviously know he was getting himself into 36 holes of walking scoring. <laughs> with Get the, put uh, to work, huh? With I the like change it. in the uh, change in the setup due to weather, uh, but was getting a lot of good messages from him. He said that there were uh, quite a few guys out there making an absolute mess of things. Uh, highlighted by, God, I hate to flame somebody here, but our man Jovan Rebola from Auburn, who actually is a pretty highly ranked amateur, uh, was cruising right along. I believe he was two under par through seven holes. He carded a 14 on the eighth hole and went from two under par through seven uh, to eight over par. Through eight, so uh, that pretty much ended his proceedings. 
that was one of the uh, the train wrecks that Jay Hop reported in on. But he also reported in on some fun stuff. He didn't mention his name. I think it was Nathan. Uh, God, tough, tough. Keith, this is your this is your game. The guy from SMU, Nathan Petronzio. I think I nailed uh, it. Yeah, Petronzio. Yeah. He was five under par. Impressive enough on its own in his second round, I believe. He didn't hit a driver all day long and shot five under. Wow. Not some tin cup action right there. Shabby. He's uh, at 14th place. Uh, had a tough round one. But the morning must have been playing a lot tougher because the afternoon scores were certainly a lot better. But uh, right now, Noah Goodwin, uh, another SMU pony, leads the way at 11 under par, uh, 5 under par round uh, in round two. He's actually five clear uh, of second. So yeah. he looks to have 66, a really good chance at to Karsten. be the, uh, to be the medalist. <laughs> yeah, really good. Looks to be the medalist coming out of the Stillwater Regional. So OSU will romp their way to Arizona, barring something just unbelievably epic in a terrible way. Well, well, let's head out west, Jay Till, to the number one overall seed, the Oklahoma Sooners. And they did not find Ooh. Albuquerque quite as welcoming as Oklahoma State did uh, as Carster, which you would expect. But, you know, here, here was some... some Sound bites that I heard from the OU team uh, earlier today. I wonder, you know, I just bet we should have turned left at Albuquerque. Yeah, they they were hitting it too far left, apparently, uh, or maybe hitting it too far right. If they should have turned left, I don't know what the deal was, but there were, there were problems out there. Uh, big time problems, uh, man. I, I you mentioned number one overall seed in the entire uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, so again, again, the uh, the top ranked. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners, you expect to go out to Albuquerque and, and take care of business. And, man, if it weren't for Brightwell, our man Jonathan Brightwell, JB, firing off a six under par uh, 66, uh, they would have been in really, really bad uh, shape and in really deep trouble. Even as it is, I believe uh, he and Logan McAllister were the only two golfers under par. Uh, one over for the day, only played 18 in Albuquerque because they had uh, they right. had good weather, so they're on track for a, a three 18 holes, uh, three 18 hole days. But right now, outside the number, uh, tied for ninth at one over par. Uh, the only squads they finished ahead of today were three absolute golf, or excuse me, five golf powerhouses: Oakland, San Diego, not San Diego State, New Mexico State. Not New Mexico. Go Aggies. And Prairie View A&M, who I'm just hearing uh, not much of a golf school. So, yeah, uh, the squad had a tough day. Uh, the tough day was highlighted by my guy, um, Quade Cummins. Five over par, 77 today. Uh, not going to get it done. I, I don't know exactly what the deal was. Obviously trying to watch it from afar on golf stat. Uh, we did have a report from our man Josh Poteet in the OU communications office that gave us a little bit of a uh, insight into what happened. Uh, Keith, you kind of want to take take through a couple of things Josh sent us. Yeah, absolutely. And again, thanks to Josh for kind of you know adding us to the distribution list here. But uh, yeah, I mean the quote from Coach Hibble was, "Hey, we didn't play very well today. We didn't go score on the easy holes, the four par fives, and the easy par four specifically." We didn't just make enough birdies on those holes. If we had, it could have righted a lot of the wrongs, but we didn't. We still have a lot of golf left, and that's what I told our team. 
I believe in our guys and the work they put in and what they've got going on. We've got to step up to the tee tomorrow with confidence, go have fun, and get after it. If we take care of business on those par fives and the drivable par four, then that alone puts you back in the game. So, you know, some good perspective from Coach Hibble, I think, to say, hey, yeah, today was an absolute disaster, but, you know, we're not out of it just yet again. Only five strokes away from making that cut for the top five. The expectation is that the boys will turn it on tomorrow and Wednesday, right? Yeah, I mean, some of the schools that are um, are ahead of them right now, not not going to be big big threats to, to continue good play. Boise State, Nevada, uh, South Carolina, uh, several kind of un, unseated, unranked squads that you don't expect to keep up decent play, and so, but absolutely got to go out and collectively shoot under par as a team tomorrow. In fact, they probably need to go four to six under par to get back in the thick of it to comfortably qualify again. 36 more holes, 18 on Tuesday, 18 on Wednesday. We will be keeping abreast very closely of what's going on out in the ABQ. Uh, We will make sure and tweet out many updates uh, because we want to see those Sooners square off against the Cowboys out in Arizona. But again, bright spot. Absolutely. was bright. Well played great. Made a ton of birdies. He got, I believe he was seven under at one point, uh, dropped a shot coming in. Yep. Uh, but uh, I, 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 I just got to believe that we played our worst, excuse me, they played their worst golf uh, of the week by far. And again, are still just a few shots out uh, of fifth. In fact, they're only four strokes out of a tie for fifth. Uh, so I think, I think they'll be fine. Uh, but absolutely got to have two under par rounds the next two days collectively as a team. Yep, absolutely. Let's let's bounce around to the other regionals as well. Texas out in Indiana, Noblesville, Indiana. They they lead after day one. They're six under, three strokes over Tennessee, North Florida, in North Carolina. Uh, you head down to Tallahassee with the expectation that Florida State was going to progress there. Day one uh, certainly looks that way. Florida State seventeen under, six strokes ahead of Georgia Tech, uh, and. Uh, 12 strokes ahead of Liberty at 5-under. Ohio State there at 4-under uh, as well. Kingston Springs uh, there in Tennessee. Clemson was the top seed there, and similar to the Sooners, they struggled as well, so they would be out of it right now. They're in 7th place, 3-over. NC State and Kent State tied for the lead there at 7-under after day one, uh, and then headed out west to Washington, uh, Wake Forest, uh, is the leader there. I think they were the top seed in that uh, particular region as well at six under, but a lot of clustering there with San Francisco, Pepperdine, East Tennessee State, and UW themselves. Yeah, so obviously a long way to go uh, here uh, by the time we record uh, our <clears throat> pod on Wednesday there at Chalk. We'll be able to get you a little bit closer to who looks like they're going to make it through. But uh, fun to follow the golf regionals. Man, we, we looked at every possible scenario to get ourselves out to Albuquerque and just could not make it work for the Sooners, but planning on spending a little bit of time at Karsten over the next couple of days uh, to see the Cowboys uh, punch their ticket. Yeah, and speaking of Karsten, let's head back to Stillwater, mm-hmm. and let's talk about Coach Robertson's Oklahoma State women. Yeah. They advanced to the NCAA championship. They end up finishing third out west in the Stanford regional. They finished three over as a team. They were pretty far behind Stanford themselves, but home course, and then I think that Stanford program is pretty good as well. But enough to make it to Greyhawk coming up at the end of the month. So congrats to the Oklahoma State women as well, Coach Robertson, right? Yeah, as they continue uh, to do uh, throughout, uh, as they as they have continued to do throughout the spring, just absolute stellar play. I mean, they, they haven't uh, 
had a poor tournament since the uh, since the spring began. Uh, while they were well back of Stanford, who played absolutely lights out all three days, um, they were right there in the thick of it with the with the other schools. Uh, from an individual uh, perspective, uh, we had several players uh, from the uh, Cowgirl squad play very well. Uh, definitely led as uh, expected by Maya Stark. She was actually seven under over the three days, uh, highlighted by a first round sixty seven that really got her into contention. And obviously, uh, finishing three over as a squad, most of the other gals uh, were over par. I believe the next highest finisher was Isabella Fierro uh, at two over. So, yeah, it's definitely a stark sort of spring. Uh, Brian played great for the Cowboys today, and then Maya has played well all spring. And so, uh, first ticket punch from the state of Oklahoma, the OSU Cowgirls, will be out at Greyhawk for the NCAA championship. We also had, unfortunately, our first downer of the spring. Uh, our Sooner women did not uh, did not get it done, Keith. Take us up to the Scarlet Course at Ohio State for how it all shook out in the uh, the Columbus Regional. That's right. Uh, play, the course played tough uh, up in Ohio this week. I know they had a lot of weather as well, so I think they had some rain delays uh, throughout the three days that they were there. But, uh, yeah, the Oklahoma women, they miss it by three strokes, right? So they finished 24 over as a team, 21 over is what would have got them into a playoff to, to essentially move on. But uh, University of Georgia, uh, the winner there in that regional, they finished one over as a team, followed by Duke, Arizona State, Kentucky, Michigan, and Kent State, the top six teams uh, advanced uh, from the women's side there. So Oklahoma finishes seventh, unfortunately. Uh, a couple of highlights from the individual players, though. Uh, you had uh, Oklahoma's uh, Hannah Screen. Uh, was the uh, the leading sooner there at four over. Uh, she shoots a three under 69 on the final day, so she was certainly doing her part. And then obviously uh, hometown girl Caitlin Milligan uh, right there at four over as well. Uh, but just wasn't enough for the sooner women to kind of close the gap, so to speak. But, um, you know, losing uh, Caitlin Milligan uh, as a senior will, will be tough for Coach V's squad, but a relatively young squad, though. So you think you see kind of go down the list there. Uh, Libby Winans, uh, Michaela Fortuna, a couple others that should come back, uh, I think. Uh, but, um, you know, they, they, they'll they they'll be better next year. I think they kind of get a seasoning under their belt, so to speak. I think they will be better. Uh, Hannah, losing Hannah Screen is tough. She's she's definitely a stalwart for the squad. But uh, the younger Winans sister, Megan, should kind of yeah, make pretty up salty for that golfer, as yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. very highly uh, coveted uh, amateur recruit, high school recruit, excuse me. And so, yeah, I think the future continues to be very bright for Coach V and the women's squad. Uh, unfortunately, not all of the regionals on the women's side were finished to completion. And I'm sure that anybody who's following golf this past week has seen a lot of hubbub, Keith, about something that happened down in Baton Rouge, where it's been known to rain a time or two. Yeah, that's right. So headed down to Louisiana, which was actually hosting one of the regionals as well, uh, although they never really got to play at all. And so, uh, as, as you mentioned, JT, a lot of uh, news on that this week to where after three days of torrential downpours, the NCAA eventually called it and said, um, hey, we're not going to play in the top six seeds that were coming into the regional are just going to advance on to the NCAA championships out in Scottsdale later this month. As you can imagine, there was a lot of folks pissed off by that. So <laughs> it, uh, it did not go over well. It did not go over well. In fact, 
as uh, you know, sports media, golf media, golf Twitter, etc., is apt to do about uh, far less, to be quite honest. Uh, very much up in arms about the uh, specific phrasing when it was announced that they were going to cancel the, the tournament, that the, uh, and I quote, conditions are playable, but not at a championship level. So I don't know about you, Keith, but um, championship level can mean a lot of things. I assume as long as you could peg it, hit it, find it, and putt it, they should have played the tournament. Yeah, I play golf at a sub-championship level almost daily. Yeah, so I do think that the, the, the ladies would have done anything and everything, you know, modify the holes, make it a 17-hole course, turn a par four into a par three, whatever you had to do to uh, to make it happen. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they you know, made it an 18-hole or a 36-hole putting contest that the girls would have been excited, uh, ladies would have been excited to do it. And so... Very interesting, and there hasn't been a lot of great explanation that I've heard beyond that. Um, but yes, they just took the top six qualifiers and sent them on to the national championship from their region, uh, uh, their regional, excuse me. So, yep, and uh, those six teams advancing being the host LSU, Ole Miss, Baylor uh, from the Big 12, Oregon, Maryland, and Alabama. But from a local tie in standpoint, it sucks because Tulsa was down there. And the Tulsa side had, had played pretty well uh, in the uh, the American Athletic Conference throughout uh, the course of the season. The expectation was, you know, obviously they were going to be, I don't know if the long shot's the right word, but they weren't one of the favorites from the top six seeds to kind of advance through. But uh, they would have had a, a decent shot, I think, of, of making a move and kind of uh, getting through that regional. But, uh, yeah, unfortunate uh, for that to happen, I mean, I know a lot of other, you know, Barstool and some other groups have, you know, kind of crafted a tournament, the Let Them Play tournament or whatever. No no free ads here, I guess. But uh, the the story won't really go away. And uh, I, I think a lot of it, as you mentioned, JT, it probably deals with the fact that there hasn't been a great explanation. There was kind of a, meh, we'll just, you know, scrap it and move on down the road. And uh, that that's unfortunate. I it think. is. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, it is. And uh, probably the most unfortunate for the uh, – seniors on those teams that their at least college golf career is over and um so it is unfortunate and sad for them but life goes on even if the golf did not now they weren't the only ones to have some rain out kind of issues i know that here uh, high school state championship season has just concluded i'm sure I sure hope folks got the opportunity to listen to our pod with uh, the Oklahomans, Cam Jordan, who covers uh, in-depth Oklahoma high school sports and, in particular, golf. And he uh, was telling us all about the the rain that was happening uh, for the 6A championship. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the uh, other meteorological issues that we had. <laughs> Meteorolog- that's hard to say. So even with the, you know even without a couple of gold pops. So I had a couple of gold pops. I think I nailed it. Yeah, think I close nailed enough. It. Yeah, people know what you mean. Weather in Oklahoma, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, you mentioned it. Um, you know, up at Forest Ridge, Broken Arrow. Uh, I was actually up there uh, in Tulsa uh, and was going to pop over and uh, check the tournament out. And uh, I mean, knew it was going to be a rain out, and that's kind of how it played out. But uh, Edmund North wins a rained out 6A state championship against Edmund North. I think it's their 17th state title, but uh, they were able to play on Monday, and then Tuesday was just kind of a washout. 
Um, and uh, they just kind of called it after that. Owasso's uh, junior, Ben Stoller, ends up winning the individual title there in 6A. But, uh, uh, you know, obviously a lot of news about Jordan Wilson, right? So he's committed to uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, and I think he was one stroke behind uh, Owasso's Ben Stoller, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, uh, Stoller was four under, and uh, Wilson was three under at the time that they called it. So, again, kind of disappointing. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, t- you know, sound bites from the, the the coaches afterwards and stuff say hey look it's not necessarily the way you want to win it but uh, it is what it is uh, but uh, yeah weather was an issue across the state last week but you kind of scroll down the list uh, class 5a uh, Tulsa Kelly uh, wins that one but uh, the noble freshman Parker Payne wins the individual a freshman winning the individual award there at class 5a Keep so an eye on him. Might, might be a name that uh, we kind of uh, stow away there for the uh, uh, years to come uh, kind of going down the list 4a Casha Hall runs away with the state title there probably not a big shock there Elk City's uh, Trace Hill wins the individual and then headed down to 3a again probably not a big shock here uh, Christian Heritage wins that and then the OU commit Drew Goodman actually wins the individual award as well. So a big uh, dominating performance by Christian Heritage. Academy. Dominating is uh, probably underselling it a bit. He, w- I had to fact check this. Uh, I actually uh, replied back to uh, Cam's tweet that said he won the golf tournament by 61 shots. 61 shots. That's crazy. Well, I, I think the team won by 61. Oh, the I team. I the team. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. I was going to say, I don't even know how it's possible. Okay, 61 shots. That, uh, still a, a, a convincing sense. win from a team perspective as very, well. 61 very shots. Very convincing. Uh, Drew, the leader of the yeah. squad, as you mentioned, uh, committed to the University of Oklahoma. So he'll be joining uh, several of the, the stalwarts down in Norman to continue uh, the rise of that program, but a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of fun. Well, Oklahoma uh, high hey, school golf. We don't want to, we don't want to forget about yeah, our two way. Two way would be remiss if we didn't mention the small schoolers, right? You and I are products of uh, of small schools as well. So Walters wins that uh, state championship uh, for class two A, and then the Crescent. Uh, senior Dominic Stevens wins the individual there. Hey, uh, that's ways. big so, time. Our, yeah. our man, uh, Bart Watkins, uh, superintendent of schools at Crescent, uh, has to be proud of of Dominic for getting it done. Yeah, headed, headed to Northeastern to play golf for individual, yeah. uh, The individual championship. So, you know, high school golf probably undercovered uh, here in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, not, to, um, not to sell them short, but with all the high-level college golf that happens and then Obviously, PGA Tour focus, LPGA Tour focus. Hard to find enough time to celebrate these young athletes, but hopefully uh, we will continue to see really folks that go on to do great things. So many have uh, through Oklahoma High School golf. Uh, We'll probably be hearing from some of these names in the future. Yep, absolutely. Uh, So there was a theme, Jay Till, over the course of the week and in the weekend, my friend. <laughs> and, and I think it was weather related. There was a lot of rainouts. And so if we head down to uh, I feel North, like a broken North, record here, yeah, North Dallas, McKinney, whatever you want to call it, to the Byron Nelson, uh, this was a KH Lee and a little sound bite from him uh, right before the final round on Sunday. Funny, huh? I keep playing. I don't think the heavy stuff is going to come down for quite a while. So yeah, he was he was ready to keep playing on Sunday, and it's a good thing that he did uh, because he goes out and fires a 66 uh, for a 25 under, 
victory, his first ever PGA Tour victory. I think that's two winners back-to-back first-timers, right, Sam Burns, last week? It is, and uh, yeah, absolute birdie fest down at TPC Craig Ranch, a fairly soulless golf course there in... Uh, ouch, ouch. There in North Texas. Uh, well, you know, is it McKinney, Frisco? McKinney. I mean, talk about, I mean, just more soulless. It's just situation. Dallas. It's, just it's, call it Dallas. Yeah, right? there's no soul down there. It makes sense for them to play at a course like that. God forbid we go to Trinity Forest. I apologize the, to our Dallas listeners right now. Best uh, golf course in the world. But nonetheless, K.H. Lee, yes, first PGA Tour win. Impressive. Uh, getting it done uh, four rounds of 67 or better. And all on top of that, birdied the seven, the, well, the 71st and 72nd holes, the 17th and 18th holes on his uh, final round to seal the deal. Uh, stood tall, battled tough, uh, battled those conditions, and uh, had some folks putting some pressure on him, including the aforementioned Sam Burns. Uh, but K.H. Lee... Uh, very impressive. He is part of that Korean contingent that has shown out well in recent years. Uh, been talked about pretty heavily, Keith, that those guys have to do a two-year mandatory military stint when they're over in Korea, and uh, that can has derailed some careers. And so guys like Sung Jae, uh, K.H. Lee here, hoping to maybe bag a major, uh, perhaps an Olympic medal, to be exempted from that military service. But uh, great, great to see him. I saw that he uh, did his post-round interview in English, which is really you know, hard for those guys to do, and a lot of folks will kind of go interpreter, which is fine. But he stepped up and made that happen on top of that emotional victory. And then, yeah, our, our, our guy, who I guess uh, our guy might be tough, uh, Sam Burns, LSU guy, hard to call him our guy, 22 under par, uh, three shots back. And uh, Patton Kazire, somebody who kind of came out of nowhere, had two really good rounds, 64. P. Kizzy, as I like to call P. Kiz, P. Mm-hmm. Kizzy. Uh, actually, nephew of one of our YMCA fitness reps uh, found out a few weeks ago. And so he's uh, certainly proud of, of young Pat. Uh, but then I see somebody else there that's sniffing around, good form coming into a major is he vibing? Is he straight vibing? Your boy DB. D Burger, baby. T3, 21 under par, trending as we head down to Kiowa. Uh, but quite a uh, quite a birdie fest down in North Texas. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because, again, you know, the, the rain and the weather was, was kind of ugly. You know, anytime you see the clips of the uh, greens uh, keepers and the crew having the squeegees out on the greens, you don't really know what to expect. But, you know, obviously soften the course up to the point. To yeah, where soft was, conditions. They didn't, after it, right? they didn't play it all the way back, so it wasn't short by any means. But uh, you give these guys soft greens, and they are going to absolutely have no fear at going at flags. They know the ball is going to stop. Um rolling the putts, and all of a sudden it adds up to a 25 under par winning score, uh, 65, 65, 67, 66 from our man K.H. Lee getting it done. You know, a couple other top 10 guys of note, certainly Mr. Jordan Spieth. He was in contention, Comes right? out. Kind of had a blast Sunday. Hot. First round, nine under par. Uh, gets back into it with a 66 on Saturday, and then, yeah, fades a bit. Uh, but he is certainly in good form coming in to the PGA. And then we would obviously never go without talking about Will Zalatoris, another nice week, 17 
seventeenth uh, place, excuse me, at sixteen under par. And uh, I know you have at least one more guy you're excited to talk about. Yeah, former world number one Luke Donald, right? So the Englishman, like he he's been in the woods for a long time. J Till, he's he been pops in the up, woods. He's tied been, for thirteenth, the seventeenth under. It's like where the hell did that guy come from? You know that is pretty crazy because he's been in the wilderness forever. Uh, I, I has always been a short hitter. In fact, that's what ruined his game. Is he actually was chasing distance, and it really screwed him up. Thanks, Bryson. Thanks a lot, Brian. This isn't pre-Bryson, so we can't yeah, even blame was, him. Yeah. But uh, we can probably blame Bryson for everything. Uh, him and P. Reed kind of right up from the sunset together. But, uh, yeah, total birdie fest. Uh, honestly, a little bit of a snooze fest. I'm sure there were a lot of naps on Sunday. Uh, it, was, it was it was tough. But I thought that uh, it was interesting. Kind of want to go across. Speaking of water, it's the theme. We're going to go across the big pond of water over to our uh, the British Masters. What is, what is, first of all, what is Betfred? Uh, it is Bet a Fred. online betting, kind of a sports gambling book, if you will. You think huh. about the different sites that you can place bets on. It's a big deal over there in the UK, man. There's tons of them, right? You see, I'm a big soccer fan, right? So sure. a lot of a lot of the teams, their shirts are sponsored. The logos are by a various uh, sports uh, betting groups, and Betfred is one of those, one of the more popular ones there, if you will. Well, as interesting as a ti- of a title sponsor as Betfred is, I... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think both of us, when we were talking over the weekend, raised a bit of an eyebrow about who was uh, hosting the tournament. Yeah, I, I don't want to cast any shade on a fine Englishman uh, that, that, that uh, ma- is. Major champion. Danny Willett. I know, tw- 2016 Masters champion, Absolutely. right? So he's won a Masters, but you know, I saw this. The Betfred British Masters hosted... By Danny Willett. Danny played in the event, obviously, and uh, tied for 11th at 9-under, so he was four, four strokes back. But the the text messages going back and forth were, is Danny Willett, is he a big enough deal to host his own event? I mean, apparently so. I yeah, guess. so I, I, I just thought that was I a weird. I did not look this up, so folks can the certainly. Average, average PGA fan doesn't know who Danny Willett yeah, is, right? Danny Willett, if he hadn't won that Masters, absolutely no one would know who he is. And that came out of nowhere. And yeah. I, I, I did not look this up, but I think that this particular tournament was gonna like go away uh, a few years ago and Justin Rose kind of stepped up to do something to kind of give it a little bit more cachet and since then each year an English golfer has quote hosted the tournament I think it was like Westwood the next year okay, and okay. Tommy Fleetwood the next year, so they're kind of running. Their hearts. They're kind of running out of Brits to, to host the our, damn our, thing. Our big Eddie, uh, big Eddie Pepperell, our man. Uh, so he'll be the host next year. Right? God, I, we may have to punch our ticket if if Eddie Pepperell is hosting anything, let alone a golf tournament. But uh, burying the lead a bit, uh, I guess. Uh, Richard Bland. It's the most English name of all time, J Till. Well, I'm sure the uh, contractually obligatory Dick Bland jokes were made all weekend long. But before we go to making jokes about the man, 477 starts our man Dick Bland had gone without a victory. In his 478th start, he gets it done. 48 years old. 
getting it done. We've seen we've seen so many career renaissances. What was the there was a quote of a famous uh, tennis match. I can't remember who it was. Somebody got beat by Yvonne Lindel like twenty seven times in a row, and then he won the twenty eighth <laughs> time. Nobody beats so and so twenty eight times in a row. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's that's Richard Bland for you right there. <laughs> Richard Bland now has the, uh, the 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 mark on that for sure. Nobody beats Big Dick Bland four hundred seventy eight <laughs> times in a row, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh all, all name team on the uh, leaderboard here though we got the a, italian uh, guido, I mean, guido, guido migliazzi Mig- yeah Mig- i love that migliazzi Mig- uh, finish uh miko coronan so uh yeah i i, I, I mean, love the names just, you can just keep going you know even even the somewhat bland adrian merzik I think that's going to be the new segment on the uh, YSO Dirty Birdies, and they ask us to do the Fairway Finder. I'm just going to go through and start listing weird names from last <laughs> week's leaderboard. Well, I really, I'm a really a uh, big fan of a uh, Matthias Schwab. So. <laughs> well, nonetheless, our man Dick Bland, uh, now our man, uh, holds a 25 footer. Uh, we could probably get him on the podcast. I bet we can. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll let the the, the sizzle kind of come off of old uh, Mr. Bland, but. Birdie's, Birdie's the last hole. Uh, post the number uh, that they uh, Miglizioizi would tie, and they uh, he wanted it. wins it in a playoff. So pretty darn cool. Uh, he was certainly at a loss for words, uh, winning his first ever uh, tour event. Uh, great stuff. Yeah. Well, staying on the uh, the Dick trend here, J Till. <laughs> We got to go over to the champions tour, oh, my friend. Man. I hope my mom's not the listening Mitsubishi to this Electric Classic. This is all organic, people. We're just making this up <laughs> as we go. So, but uh, fan favorite Dickie Pride wins the Mitsubishi Electric uh, down in Georgia. I believe it's at the TPC Sugarloaf is where they host that event. But uh, uh, he wins it by three strokes over Canadian Stephen Ames. Great teeth. Stephen Ames. That's what I remember most about him. Great he teeth. You guys, so. guys have a set of chompers on yeah. him. Uh, yeah, Dickie Pride gets it done. Out in Georgia, um, yeah. Senior tour. I tell you what, man. We we may have to drop unless somebody special kind of pops up. We may have to drop the senior tour from our coverage. I just. I mean, I know you're. you're it's you it's know, gonna you're, be at Southern Hills next week, bud. So or two weeks from now. Easy, is it easy? Yeah. Okay. There's well, a whole, there's a whole senior PGA championship. Man, I'm it was kind super of excited deal. about next week's senior PGA. What a primer try, we had! Talking to our man DK, the, we're gonna try to get up there for a day. So easy. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, you can be excited about Southern Hills and not be excited about the seniors. Nonetheless, uh, what a weekend we had at TPC Sugarloaf. Dickie Pride gets it done uh, by three over Stephen Ames, Kirk Triplett, among many others. Uh, that uh, should have stopped playing a long time ago, but continue to go out and cash a check at the expense of uh, some overpaying sponsors. Well, again, we're, we're gonna we're gonna stay on the name train here, and we have to go to the Corn Ferry Tour, the Visit Knoxville Open. Oh, took us out to Knox Vegas. Oh my goodness! And our man Grayson Sig wins it, followed up by Stephen Yeager, one stroke behind. So we have a one-two finish of Sigs and Jaeger, which around these parts we call that the Ty Beef special. Tyler Beaver was uh, was riding hard for Sig and Jaeger to finish one-two to finally uh, have someone christen uh, the Ty Beef special out on the Corn Ferry Tour. Ty Beef, a huge Corn Ferry Tour fan. If we could have had a guy named Tito finishing third. My goodness, that that would have. I mean. <laughs> Our, I, my head would have exploded. Yeah, it would have been an absolute. Uh, we just could have. We could have quit right then. Six I mean, Jaeger and Tito's. We would have reached peak 
uh, peak Thai beef golf fandom. Nonetheless, uh, Grayson Sig uh, by one over Steven Yeager. Shoots a 61 on, on Thursday, opening round 61. Yeah, the took guys it, are going to be pretty good. Took it deep. Took it deep, which you absolutely have to do out on the KFT. So, yeah, the the, uh, the YSO grab bag continues to be impressive at the, uh, you know, what I would call nuanced – uh, and eclectic winners that we tend to find out on the, uh, we'll call them the other tours. I would argue that this is the absolute peak of the YSO grab bag since we started this, J2. Uh, I don't uh, know if we're going to be able to beat I, this. Uh, well, RIP uh, grab bag, perhaps. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to the fairway files, my friend. Oh, let's get so some real golf. We've been playing a lot of golf here. We've been playing in, a in lot of golf. In between the weather, right? You, you had a charity uh, event today. Uh, which kind of led to us doing the the later pod, kind of the late night pod this evening. But before we get to that, my friend, you and I, we got something special that I'm gonna, I'm going to take the digital recorder out there, and we're we're going to record some sound bites as we go along. But uh, you and I playing in a member guest event at Twin Hills Thursday afternoon, weather permitting, of course. So it looks like it's going to be okay. I think Tuesday and Wednesday might be the crappy days here, but uh, hopefully we'll get uh, a good day of weather Thursday afternoon. Best ball. Handicap adjusted, right? So Love the we, got, we got we got some skin in the game. So uh, this will be a, I guess maybe the first YSO partnership mm-hmm. from an actual golf outing. We played in scrambles, and obviously Weird. we had the fun thing that Beaver's been, which we'll talk about that again here in a moment as well. But uh, money's on the line here, my friend. So are you nervous? I absolutely not. Okay. I feel like we have a great kind of ham and egg game. Uh, especially off the tee, I feel like when the when the hole's going to call for a draw, you're probably going to play those holes well. When the, the hole plays for a little baby fade, that's going to be where I kind of step in. And then, uh, you know, obviously ha- handicaps in play, so we got to play well. You know, we can't go out there and kind of post our normal numbers, or we'll, we'll finish. Can well we back share that, back. or is that like like you know, telling your weight or something? Right? I mean, it's out there; it's public, right? We, people can follow us. Like I'm, I'm at a 13 right now, and you're at a yeah, nine yeah, yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, right? Gonna, so gonna, we're we're okay. Eight, eight point nine. Yeah, yeah, we're okay. Who's right. counting decimals? Uh, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We got a chance. We're fine. And uh, yeah, first time uh, the YSO duo will be uh, in the heat of battle uh, together in an, an official uh, capacity, and looking forward to that. Always love getting out to twin. Uh, Got to give a shout out. Uh, to my uh, to my chief Kelly K got to be, go out to uh, to Twin on Friday afternoon, and uh, just said it is an absolute peak condition, and so excited about that. Now, while it would be much 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 less official of a capacity, we're also going to be teaming up for a very special 40th birthday celebration this weekend in a little uh, what we're deeming Deer Creek versus the World matchup. Uh, Keith, take us back down the Indian Nation oh. Turnpike uh, to a place we have uh, recently frequented. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Within the last, what, month, uh, I I guess it would be. Headed back down to Beaver's Bend State Park, uh, going to take in Cedar Creek. We've rented a cabin. We were convinced whenever we were down there mm. last month, right, we didn't get killed in slot 17, so that all worked <laughs> out. Uh, so that was a good time. We're going to go back. Uh, no, looking forward to it. Our man JMB turns 40. We'll be taking Ty Bennis, 2G, Chad, and then uh, the uh, the main man at Novo, Mr. Tim. The man, uh, the pilot. That's right. 
coming with us. So it'll be a good fivesome as we head down there Friday that, that, at lunchtime. That, that, that adds up to six. That adds up to six? Just, right, well. just for the... Listeners, yeah, well, don't math yeah. was never a strong suit. He's the pronunciation. So, guy. I wouldn't count myself. Yeah, I wouldn't count myself. So, uh, but uh, you know, we're going to head down there Friday afternoon, take in a round Friday afternoon, T one up Saturday morning, and then just kind of see where the wind takes us. Yeah, right? you so, never know what's going to happen. Maybe some on gutter on chaos. Sunday. You never know. Uh, yeah, the PGA I, championships going to be going it's, on. It's, so. it's going to be uh, the recorders will not be on for that one. I can tell you Ooh, that. that that'll get a little blue uh, real quick. So. <laughs> We, uh, we're a family podcast, folks, but we're looking forward to that in a big way. Uh, obviously, uh, the ironic part is JMB turned 40 in February. But uh, I was thinking so, it was late, or, yeah, late February, early March. I yeah, can't remember Fe- when it was. February, uh, yeah, who could, who could say? Uh, 18th, I believe. But uh, he's so busy that we had to schedule it uh, in the month of May. So excited to do that. And uh, it is charity golf season. You mentioned that uh, I was out today, uh, supported a couple of uh, YMCA tournaments, not under our umbrella here in Oklahoma City, the Enid YMCA a week ago uh, out at Oakwood, which is an absolute gem of a Perry Maxwell that not many people know much about. And then today went down to Lawton to uh, play in the YMCA charity tournament at another Perry Maxwell, uh, Lawton Country Club. So it is definitely... Harry Maxwell season, charity golf season, and then I know that uh, a week ago you were coming off a little time uh, in the charity circuit as well. Tell us about your uh, your ongoings. That's right. Was up in Tulsa last Monday at uh, Indian Springs. Our man uh, David Jones, Golf Soup Jones, golf soup. right? So got to meet him and shake his hand and uh, uh, swap a couple of stories with him uh, there for a little bit. But uh, had a good time up there. I think uh, we shot a sixty four. I think uh, which was okay we played okay left a lot of putts out there that certainly wasn't in contention uh from the uh, tapl standpoint oil and gas tournament so you got some some ringers out there but i did win one of these bushnell golf uh I don't know, golf caddies or whatever they want to call it like the little radios right so it has the magnetic thing no free ads uh but you know it triggered uh, i guess a conversation here now this is organic i'm this is on the big board i'm bringing it up throwing it to you for the first time that at Twin, they threw around an email saying, hey, you know, be mindful of the music, keep the music down if you're out there on the course. It's like, ah, I mean, it just it feels like I don't even know if I want to take this thing out now, right? I don't want to piss anybody off, so. Well, it's a touchy issue for it some. Is. Yeah. I uh, will say I've got I've got friends on both sides it's of the, the issue. It's the same, I'd say, same. Um, i got friends, uh, won't name any names, but uh, that think that, you know, the golf course is supposed to be a – peaceful place out in nature you're alone with your thoughts and the uh conversation of your your playing companions and then i have uh friends who uh like like to play some some music at a reasonable level and kind of enjoy some uh some vibe time if you will so you know don't have a big preference myself uh, probably not much for the uh, the loud blaring of the music kind of screeching up to the tee box that guy but you know, you throw on a little uh, easy Caldwell. listening. Oh uh, no, no, yeah, we will name names actually. Uh, but you throw on some Dave Matthews, maybe a little '90s country, uh, maybe a little iration. I could go for a lot of different things uh, when it comes to music. But also, I'm totally a fan of the uh, hearing the birds, uh, hearing the bees, and uh, hearing uh, the sound that the ball makes when it hits the green. So I can go either way. But certainly, I know that folks. 
um, uh, hot button issue for some. Yeah, maybe we'll throw a poll out there on the YSO Golf Twitter feed this week, right? So give us some feedback there. I will uh, dive into the uh, you know the the Twitter manual to yeah. figure out how to do a poll, and I will get that up. That's right. And then on Monday, whenever we come back from Beavers Bend, J Till, I'm going to get the distinct honor of playing with our man Scooter Gerse and a couple other, but our man Butterball and then Barrett uh, from the Yankee Wankers pod as well. We'll be teeing it up at Oak Tree uh, for a little uh, charity event out there as well. A golf course that we're probably not qualified to be on. I think we're on national. Uh, so that's going to be a treat, but uh, I would not expect the score to be super low if I had to guess, given our handicaps. I hope you make it back alive, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a rough day. Probably a lot of, uh, Cold pops consumed, if I had to guess. Weather permitting, of course. It is May in Oklahoma. We love a good segue, and especially I love good segues when I think of them on the spot. Oak Tree National, a peat dye design. You know what else the peat dye design? I'm going to assume it's uh, the ocean course at Kiowa Island. You nailed it. We're wow. headed down to South Carolina. Is there, is there a major championship this week? Oh my gosh, it's a major we week, the folks. We it is the a lead. major week. It is time to preview. It's only 48 minutes in. Yeah, well, you know, folks got to get caught up on what happened so they can be ready for what's about to happen. What's about to happen is an absolute bloodbath because Kiowa it's is tough. tough. Uh, we are going down to uh, just south, I believe, of Charleston, about 30, 30 minutes yeah. uh, to play the second Major of the year. This will only should be the second time, Keith, that the PGA Championship has been played in the month of May. Folks will recall that it made the move uh, from uh, its longstanding August date back into May of uh, 2019 was the first rendition of that uh, slotting in the calendar. Uh, so we uh, obviously with the vid, it got rescheduled uh, last year and it was played in August out at TPC Harding Park, but we are trying to get back into our what's supposed to be our normal major rhythm uh, and are taking it to uh, the month of May here, kind of sandwiched in between a couple of Texas events. Just came off the Byron Nelson, going to be going to Colonial a week from this weekend. But let's talk a little bit about, I have to mention defending champion, uh, Colin Morikawa. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the course. I know you've done some research, and I've gotten a little bit, uh, I'm going to use the pun, in the weeds here. How about that? I, another, I'm just I'm just popping them off tonight. Tell yeah. us a little bit about the grass. Yeah, something called paspalum grass, J-Till. Uh, if, if you Google that, you're going to find a lot of news stories about it this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, better suited for the wind, the salt, the sun of an oceanside setting, right? A lot of people would think Bermuda grass. Uh, that's common down in the southeast Florida, right, for for instance. And a lot of, I mean, we have Bermuda grass courses here in Oklahoma as well. A lot of hot weather, warm weather, humid type stuff. But uh, uh, this Pasplum stuff is supposed to be sticky, I guess. And so there is a thought that if you suck at putting, maybe things will even out this week a little bit on the greens. We'll see. You know, I don't know. Uh, I've never played on Pasplum, if I had to guess. But one thing I do know about the ocean course at Kiowa Island, is that it is long, my friend. So this thing's going to be 7,700 to 7,800 yards uh, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It would be close, damn near close to 8,000 yards on Sunday whenever it's all said and done. So uh, the long hitters might be favored in this one. This long, week. The long hitters uh, should be favored. Um, 
tremendously this week. And then you already mentioned that the putting might be a little bit more evened out because the, uh, the this particular grass. You know, interesting about the grass, Very you mentioned very uh, salt tolerant, right? So that's why it's great for these ocean side courses that have a ton of wind, a lot of salt water uh, coming up on the on the land, uh, and then a lot of erosion capabilities. So this grass really does well. Very interesting history on this grass. Had a great article in the Golfer's Journal this past go-around of it actually documenting how this grass even got to the United States uh, through actually slave trade. So these boats coming over uh, from Africa, they would actually line the bottom of these boats with this pa- – God, this is a tough, this is a tough, uh, paspalum. 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 Uh, to kind of keep the stench down, honestly, which is like Unique tough to think New about. New York. Unique, unique New York. Um, so interesting, maybe a little bit of a dark history on, uh, how this grass even came to be known. That's wild, yeah. In the, uh, in the United States. And so, um, interesting history down there in South Carolina. Uh, but yes, super long golf course, super tough golf course. If the wind blows at all, I just don't expect uh, there to be a lot of low scores. You know, these guys are so good. What not low scores mean is probably like eight to ten under is still going to win the golf tournament. Uh, back in 2012, the last time it hosted a major, when Rory McIlroy absolutely ran away with it, uh, it was. Decently low scoring on his part. Uh, he took it pretty deep and had, I want to say, an eight-shot victory that year uh, in 2012 when he was obviously at the top of his game. Um, but it is a course that was actually built for a specific event. I mentioned Pete Dye and his lovely wife, Alice, who was also a partner in the design firm. They built this course, Keith, for the 1991 Ryder Cup. So imagine in this day and age, a golf course being built for a specific event. Uh, and that's what it was built for. Uh, dubbed the War by the Shore. Uh, as you can think back to 1991 when that golf event was hosted, you know, we had the, uh, the desert war over in Iraq going on, patriotism at it, fever pitch. And so it was quite a patriotic affair. A 91 Ryder Cup, and then has gone on, obviously, to host uh, the PGA once before, and it's back down there. Give us a couple other things that uh, folks probably don't remember about uh, the ocean course at Kiowa in terms of either its history or some unique things uh, about uh, this particular golf course. Yeah, let's take it back to 1991 for that Ryder Cup, as you mentioned, the the war by the shore there. But Mark Kalkovecchia, uh, almost had a panic attack slash heart attack there <laughs> as he, he kind of uh, shanked it, if you will, uh, kind of coming into the 17th hole there. But uh, uh, lo and behold, the U.S. ends up winning it whenever it's all said and done. I believe Bernhard Longer missed a six-footer, seven-footer on the uh, oh, final man. hole Big in the job. final match against Hale Irwin. Hale Irwin obviously went on uh, a great PGA career but i remember most whenever he got on the senior pga oh, tour, the champions tour now and like one every tour. single week i mean he was just kicking guys butts for like you know week in and week out and stuff so i've uh, been uh, uh would, would have been a pretty pretty wild ride there but uh yeah it was the uh, the first win by the u.s in the rider Cup since 83 so they'd gone eight years uh, before they finally got that uh, coveted trophy back and obviously you know uh, coming off a of walker cup 
right? So that we saw uh, last weekend down in Florida at 7-0 at uh, Juno Beach, and uh, got to see the U.S. team retain that uh, that cup there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough course in the closing stretch, my friend. Is pretty rough as well. So you mentioned that 2012 event that uh, Rory McIlroy ended up winning and how tough it played. But you look at the closing stretch of holes 13 through 18. Uh, they ranked 1, 4, 14th, 18th, 6th, and 2nd overall from a you know score against par, my yeah. friend. So outside of 15 and 16, and really just 16, there being a par 5, you can go get it, right? So 580-yard uh, par 5 for these guys isn't super long. Uh that stretch is pretty tough. So if you don't go get it on 16, you might be in trouble if you're coming down the uh, that uh, stretch on Sunday afternoon. Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely brutally difficult golf course. We need we need to kind of get a check of the weather as we get closer, but that week it had actually rained a little bit and so the course was somewhat softened and there was still only one guy that finished better than five under, and that was Rory. And I want to say maybe a handful, like less than 10 finished under par at all. And so it's going to play tough if it's dry and windy at all this weekend. I, I really would expect a fun bloodbath of a tournament where guys are just hanging on for dear life, which from time to time is fun to see. Well, you know, in, in you being such a big Rory fan, we think back to the success that he had there nine years ago, right? Becoming the youngest player to win two majors uh, along with Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. you know, Let's get into picks, my friend. So are, are we are we leaning that way, Jay Till? Am I, am I setting you up here? Am I foreshadowing something here? Is it going to be the Roars uh, down in South Carolina this weekend? Certainly in fine form after his win at Quail Hollow last week on tour. Which is also a tough course. Which is also a tough course. Uh, he played really well to win that golf tournament. Uh, tried to kick it away at the end, but ended up getting it done. Um, I so happened to finish the top three of the Dirty Birdies that week. That's neither here nor there. Congratulations on finally winning some money. Really appreciate getting the, the coffers refilled there in the DraftKings account. That'll take me at least through you know a couple more weeks before I flame out again. But let's get into it. And by the way, we have a big week with Dirty Birdies this week. That's we right. Yep. 75 spots. This is ties the Masters for the most Scooter number goes of big. spots. Yeah, he goes big on majors. For uh, Dirty Birdies, very simple. For those who are uninitiated, you go out, you get your DraftKings account. Very simple to set up. It's a $5, simple $5 entry. You're going to pick six golfers, uh, salary cap based, and on a scoring system, much like fantasy football, Keith, where there's points assigned for certain things, equals birdies, etc. I forget you don't do a podcast on that. But... You should get involved, and this is a great week to do it because everybody's going to be tuned in watching golf, and what better way to heighten your experience than to really be rooting hard for some guys that you have on your squad. So just a little plug there for Dirty Birdies. They'll have the next episode of that up uh, within 24 hours, and you can see who Chad and Scooter like for their squads. Uh, Here as of late, you want to go directly opposite of what they're doing because they have been absolutely (laughs) sucking balls. Chad's definitely struggled the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So you might want to tune into what we're about to give you, which is some Uh, absolute stone-cold winners uh, for our different categories. Keith, walk the folks through what we like to pick each and every week 
here on the YSO pod. That's right. For the y, YSO podcast, right, we've got four categories, right? We've got a dark horse, we got a cut maker, we got a top tenner, and then we've got a winner, right? So that's the four categories that we have here, right? Slightly different than what the uh, the DraftKings setup is for the YSO Dirty Birdies. And again, if you want to join that contest, go to our website, fantasysportspros.com. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Scroll down to the bottom to the weekly picks segment, right? It'll kind of look like an imbe- embedded spreadsheet, right? Click on the YSO link. Uh, it'll take you there. Uh, have, have the link to the DraftKings uh, uh, page for the YSO Dirty Birdies game as well. Go check Check it out. Again, 75 spots. So the winnings for the majors, J. Till, are quite significant whenever it's all said and done. But uh, what do we say we jump into this, my friend? So let's from a, do it. We start bottom to top, right? So let's go dark horse, my friend. Uh, and uh, we'll, we will start there. And, and I'll, I'll pick us up. And I'll go Matt Kuchar at Matt plus 15,000, my friend. So... 150 to 1, right? So the dark horse rules are for us at least 100 or one or 100 uh, to 1 or more or greater from an odd standpoint. Cooch played okay at the Byron Nelson, right? I think he ended up 15, 16 under whenever it's all said and done. Uh, not a super long hitter, but uh, he does kind of keep it in play for the most part. And again, he's a dark horse for a reason. Not saying that he's going to win the thing, but I like the odds there and I like his chances of making the cut, which is probably most important from a fantasy golf standpoint. Yeah, again, we are not expecting the any of these uh, these lower guys to to win the golf tournament, but uh, at a dark horse rate, if you will, at those odds, looking for them to uh, play well, make the cut, and uh, maybe have a higher finish than you would expect, which is exactly what my dark horse is going to do. Uh, a guy that I have not picked, I think, since the inception. Uh, of the YSO podcast, Gary Woodland at plus 12,000. You mentioned long hitters going to play well here. You also mentioned that guys who maybe are a little shaky with the putter could have a little bit better week based on those past Palm greens. Gary Woodland going to get it done as my dark horse at 120 to one. Uh, I think this is a place where he's going to be lying in the weeds and play well it wouldn't surprise me if he's a, a surprise contender uh, down at Kiowa. Uh, we kicking it back to you for Cutmaker. Do you want to hear mine? Let's go snake draft. So you, snake you need to go next, right? Cutmaker for you. Snake draft. Yeah, Cutmaker somewhere in that 50, 60, 70 to 1 range, right? Yeah, I think that uh, while he's not a super long hitter, I just don't see any reason why I shouldn't ride with my man, Sung J.M. Hung J. Getting some really good value with Sung Jay right now. Interestingly enough, 75 to 1. Plus 7,500 for Sung JM. Are you kidding me? Maybe the folks out in Vegas know something when they, that we don't, which, quite frankly, is a lot. But how could Sung Jay not make the cut at a major when it, the ball striking is always on point? Uh, give me, give me Sung Jay for my cut maker. And again, why not a top 10? Yep, no arguments here. And what a story it would be, right? We think back to the Masters and Hideki Matsuyama. We think back to just this oh, past baby, weekend at the, the Byron Nelson, right? Persuasion. Lee, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, that would be a great story from a momentum standpoint. So, no arguments here. Uh, I love me some Sungjae as well. But I'm going to go with another guy who's hot right now and out there on the news 
front, but uh, give me Willie Z, Will Zalatoris. Again, surprising odds. Plus 6,060 to 1. Again, not not a super long hitter, although he gets every ounce out of the ball he for that 114 pounds dripping wet or whatever it is that he yeah, weighs. Yeah, he and JT, yeah. pound for pound, get it out there as good as anybody based on uh, the firepower that they have in the in the, the waste ratio. But he's one of the straightest hitters Absolutely. off the tee as well, right? So I'm sure you saw that that shot, uh, the, the uh, oh, the track cam shot yeah. last week of his drive, whatever, and it was just like incredibly straight. It was, it was pretty wild to see. Uh, so I will take Willie Z at 60 to 1 as my cut maker. I think he's going to make some noise on the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, good pick there. Top tenner, Jay Till. This one, I'm picking with my heart here on this one. Oh, I love uh, a good heart um, pick. Jordan Spieth, right? He's been a great story. <sighs> Right, we we've Golden talked boy. about it so much on this podcast over the last three months. He's coming back in again. Played well this weekend at the Byron. Kind of had a ho hum day on Sunday, but ugly conditions and whatnot. You know, I'll I'll throw that out. He had a couple good rounds in there on Thursday and Saturday as well. He's at fourteen to one. I think he's a threat to win this thing. Right, so he's. I think he's definitely going to definitely be there on Sunday, whether he gets it done or not. We'll see, but at 14 to 1, I like those chances. So give me Jordan Speeth. He's going to be fun to watch and fun to root for no matter what. He will be. Hopefully, the wind blows because Speeth is a great wind player. Actually, doesn't like it when it's not uh, a little bit windy. So that should bode well for him. Alluded to it earlier. Why am I not going with, I'm sorry, why would I not go with my man DB? DB straight vibing. Daniel Berger, he's at 30 to 1. The disrespect that Daniel Berger gets. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on the man's name. Put some mayo on this burger. We are sliding down to Kiowa. Top 10 lock from our man DB. I mean, he's got the whole boating fleet. He's going to be shacked up right there in the harbor. Great things coming. Look out for DB. He's going to challenge for a victory this weekend. Uh, to PGA, but going to fall a little bit short because just like DB, I'm a man of integrity, as you are. Way back in December, January, my pick... Early January, yeah. Early January. My pick for the PGA Championship was none other than the Spaniard, the man who, regardless of who is sponsoring his clothing, just cannot get a good fit. Ron J. Ham also known as John Rom, plus 1,400. The man has been sniffing majors for the last several years. This is the week he gets it done. He hits it a ton. Great short game. The putting gets a little spotty, but again, we've talked about it multiple times. Putting, not as big of a deal this week. Boom. You're welcome, folks. Paspalum. 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 Right. No, I like Has that pick. Uh, John Rahm, you mentioned the clothes. He's got a dad bod now, right? He is a, he is a father now, right? Well, he's so got the right baby to the match the bod. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I can relate. I can relate, John, so don't take it personally. Uh, uh, nothing personal, of course. <laughs> well, uh, sticking with our picks from way back in January, my friend, I don't feel as good about this one as I did four months ago, uh, but I'm going to stick with it. Dustin Johnson. At plus seventeen hundred, seventeen to one, hometown boy. You know I love those stories, right? You so love coastal Carolina a kid, boy. South Carolina boy that he is. Uh, he's had some, you know, knee issues here recently, J. Till. So he withdrew last week. Um, don't know where he's at from a health standpoint, but again, he's in the field. The expectations are that he's going to play, that he's going to be healthy, uh, and thus I am going to stick with my pick 
that uh, we did way back in January. You and I and our man 2G, Chad Ford. I mean, this is, had this is Bryson, lower odds. Right? 2G yeah, had Bryson. 2G did have Bryson DeChambeau, and he is at 15 to 1 right now. So you're getting DJ at some longer odds than what you would normally get him. So maybe this would be the week to take him, right? Especially given that it is a hometown course, so to speak, for him. But I will go with Dustin Johnson to win this thing at 17 to 1 this weekend. I, I would never bet against DJ. So I think that uh, it's not only sound when it comes to a good moral compass and sticking with the horse that you picked, but we saw him last summer uh, pull out of a tournament or two, quote, due to injury, and then he went on a four- or five-week tear where he finished no worse than second. So I think that uh, DJ will turn up and find form down in South Carolina. I agree, my friend. So now we're up over an hour here, JTL. So we're going to stop here from a PGA Championship deep dive and preview because we're going to be doing a live remote again at Chalk on Wednesday at lunch, right? So we'll Look be talking more about the PGA Championship and all of our expectations. Uh, inevitably, there will be news that breaks here between Monday night and Wednesday at lunch uh, that we'll be uh, talking about as well, uh, along with some friends, right? So we'll have our man... Scooter Gers, Joel Knight. I'm trying to think of all the guys that will be there. I'm sure 2G, Chad will be there, 2G Ben Mason. Will be there. So ben Mason crew. will be a great crew. We'll try to wrangle a couple of those guys to pop on and give you their witty banner, if not good, prognostications. And uh, we'll throw a little chalk menu on top of that, and you will have a great time if you come see us. On Wednesday, maybe draw yourself a golfer right. that wins. And uh, now you have a sleek, fashionable, functional it, golf it, bag. It looked good, to, too. The red, white, and blue. Very patriotic. The color uh, schemes we're, there. We're coming for up on a golfer. summer yeah. of Americana, the likes of which we've never like seen. It. Coming off of COVID, people are going to be so happy to be out and about, living it up. Why not do it right with a Michelob Ultra golf bag to put your golf clubs in while you're out there shooting those... 95s to 97s. Absolutely, my friend. Plugs, YSO Golf, throw it out there, my friend. Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Where can they uh, follow us? It's a major week, folks, and so we will be live and proud out on Twitter. At YSO Golf is where you're going to find us there. Instagram, Jonathan W. Teal. Getting a lot of great comments on the things we've posted on Instagram. A lot of fun there with the visuals, but at YSO Golf on Twitter, is where you're going to see a lot of banter as it relates to this week's PGA. Great stuff. Great stuff, bud. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. But remember, ladies and gentlemen, the conversation does not end here. To keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that is pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, get out there and enjoy the walk. Thank you.